Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. at Los Angeles 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. Womp womp. So now we're breaking down all 24 episodes of The Golden Palace, which of course is a spinoff of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the United States on Hulu. Yes. And we just watched season one, episode three, titled Miles We Hardly Knew Ye, which aired on October 2nd, 1992. And is the one where Rose thinks Miles is cheating on her, but then realizes it's all a big misunderstanding. But then it turns out that Miles is cheating on her. And if you didn't hate Miles before, now is the time. The sound of his name is like nails on a chalkboard. I can't. I we were talking before the podcast. I before we started recording. As you guys know, if you are regular listeners of Out on the Lanai, I hate Miles. I think Miles is a piece of shit. I think he has been a piece of shit from the very beginning with Rose. There was moments where it was sweet and everything, and he was a good boyfriend at times, but for the most part, he was a bad boyfriend. And I have been waiting for the moment for proof of how bad of a boyfriend, more proof, but this is like solid, like, we have reached the end of the episode of Forensic Files, and I have just discovered the part of the DNA that has proven that Miles is, in fact, a piece of shit. I, you know, it, it is nice to for Rose to finally see what a piece of shit Miles is because she's so sweet and loving, and yeah. she, she gives everything with all of her heart. There's more. And when we started this podcast, I believe I was a Miles fan. I was like, hey, I'm Team Miles. But then as the show went on, and all the Samuel Plankmaker stuff started happening. And he the just was like, I'm just going to float in and out of your life whenever I see fit. It's all mm. about me, 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 me. I'm, I'm not even going to think about, consider your feelings, Rose. Even then his I daughter was a piece of shit. Hate Miles. I, I, his daughter was, I understand where she was coming from. No, nope, I was over she was having She was having a hard time. I think, she's, I think the she fact was lying that her dad about was dating someone. I think she was lying about him. I think I think all of Miles' life is a lie. And I think he wrote people in to create this master lie to present a false life to Rose. That's what I, this is a con. This was a con on Rose. I will say about this episode. It's so funny. I loved it. It's I so funny. I absolutely loved it. So there this- were so many jokes, even in the serious moments, like, huh? Episodes one and two, they were a little rocky. We're going to admit they were a little rocky. But every this show is episode, like that, except for the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, this episode, the writers brought it. The actors yeah. were like at 110%. The audience was loving it. It was like, it was so refreshing. I laughed so much. I wrote down so many lines. I know we're going to put some clips in because it's, they're just so many I amazing think, things. 
is so interesting. So like this goes back to what we were talking about last week when in episode one of our recap, we were saying we were hard on it when we originally did the rewatch back in 2019 with Alaska and Elliot. And, you know, because we were very bitter about the podcast ending and it was also not the Golden Girls. And so like we were very harsh and we did not give the Golden Palace the justice that I think it probably deserves. And now in rewatching some of the episodes that either we have or we're seeing for the first time, or maybe we have a vague memory of them from back in the early 90s when we were kids. But like, I'm realizing that not only could this show have had legs to go on if they had just worked out some of the kinks, it is actually like a pretty legit funny sitcom. It's not the Golden Girls, but it is a smart, funny, there are jokes in this episode that are raunchy, that speak right up to me. I mean, we're talking like Don Cheadle jerk off jokes, we're talking like, you know, uh, Rose having lesbian kisses with her sister. Like, this is wild out there CBS territory that I was not expecting. Yeah, this was Golden Girls Gone Wild. This, this was literally Golden Girls Gone Wild. There's even oh, a moment where I swear. Oh, somebody put that on a t-shirt for me, please. <laughs> there's even a moment at the end of the episode where I swear the writers of Sex and the City stole a moment from the gold, this episode of The Golden Palace for Samantha because... Literally, the line is to get naked in with firefighters. And that is exactly what happens in an episode of Sex and the City with Samantha. And then a kind wow. of iconic moment in Sex and the City. Tell so me, I'm Golden saying, Girls paved the way. Golden Girls paved the way. They did the, it. The other thing that I loved about this episode, the thing with the first two episodes is the problem of the episode was business related. It was about oh. the hotel. And what we get back to in this episode, which is so amazing, is an episode about friendship. Mm -hmm. And it really is a personal Blanche Rose storyline. Of course, Miles is in it, but it's like, what do you do when you find out something terrible yeah. that has to do with your friend? Do you tell them? Do you not tell them? And then yeah. when you find out that your friend was being selfish and then didn't tell you, you get upset with your friend. Mm. It felt more like a Golden Girl story. It wasn't about like, oh no, this thing is happening at the hotel. And if we don't yeah. raise enough money or if we don't book the right amount of people in the rooms, it was just, it was a friendship story. So yeah. that's what made it so special. And then, yes, of course, so many sex jokes. We were gifted with a few amazing performances by the Golden Palace players. That was yeah. a treat. I mean, <laughs> Lil Abner. I auditioned for Lil Abner in, in when I was a kid. I did not get a part. I was very upset because I was Aww. too big. Everyone else was really small and they wanted consistency amongst the actors. And I was just like this towering large person of a kid next to children sized people who I did not fit with. Even though we were the same age, I started early, hit puberty early. Yeah, you got that, you got that growth. You got that growth. I got, I got that growth. But no, the only thing about, I will say, the only critical thing I will say about this episode is that Sophia's sort of B story, it just was kind of sad and not much to it. I was, I was, they, they kind of wasted an opportunity for like Sophia to have some great, you know, sex jokes, some great like, you know, moments with her, like them, just little Sophia moments that she could have added to the story, I think in a better way, but they just didn't do it, which is unfortunate. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, right. And before we, I know we're going to take a break before we get into the commercial, but I just have to share with everybody what Ooh. I shared with, oh no, it, this just happened. You were there. Oh, I was um, there. <laughs> Everybody, before we started recording, I was having trouble connecting my microphone to my MacBook. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to go get some compressed air. Yeah. And so I went downstairs to our closet and right next to the bottle of computer wipes is a bottle of compressed air right next to it. So I grabbed the compressed air 
And I put the little straw part in the thingy. And as I'm walking back upstairs, I'm spraying it. And when the compressed air comes out, it doesn't, it's just air. You can see it, but it doesn't leave any kind of trail of substance. And I'm spraying it and it's like splattering against the walls. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe it's just like when you first open a can of compressed air, there's some kind of buildup. So I'm walking down the hall and I'm spraying it and I'm spraying it. And right before I get to the door, to the room I'm recording this in, I look down and it's WD-40. I mean, which what, I, explain what WD-40 is for, for a lot of people who it's like, like me don't use it. It's like it. a, it's a lubricant basically. You put it on like squeaky wheels. Anyway, very it's apropos of this episode. Very apropos of this sexual, episode. Very. Um, so this is the hallway. We carry our baby up and down these stairs. So I'm now grabbing the kitchen spray, which is just vinegar and water. You don't need to buy anything to the store. You can literally just put vinegar and water in a spray bottle with some essence drops. That's that's how I clean. So, and I'm like down on my hands and knees and I'm like, I can hear you in the other room still talking. (laughs) I don't even know. I was probably playing sound effects. I have a, I have a soundboard here and the I'm still trying to identify great Golden Girls sound effects, but the one that I have is not from the Golden Girls, but it's from a B. Arthur infomercial where she says, I'm not kidding, which is obviously when she's talking about horse urine and Premarin mm-hmm. um, and how Premarin, they use horse urine. And she says, I'm, I'm not kidding, which <laughs> now I feel like I will probably refer to quite a bit in the upcoming episodes and we'll discover more. And that actually is something I wanted to tell everyone. So if you guys have suggestions for maybe people we should talk to or, or or you have reactions to the episodes, like if you're watching this in real time with us, go to our Instagram, go to our Twitter, reply to the posts about the episodes and let us know what your your reactions are. Do you agree with us? Are you as attracted to Don Cheadle as I am? Like what... What are you feeling about these episodes? We really want to have that conversation, that dialogue. I'm not kidding. <laughs> All right. Shall we, uh, shall we take a quick break and then get into the episode? Yes, we shall. We'll be right back. That's the transition music. So. It's yeah, it's it's the best. I see you drinking from your little Mickey Mouse cup. I do. I had it's, it's goofy. I have tea today. I love it. I have coffee, but I'm not going to drink it because it'll be too loud. So we get right into this episode right out of the gate. They hold nothing back. It they hold nothing back. It's literally sex and dick from the beginning. We get right in. Rose was looking forward to going out with Miles, but he canceled again. She was so excited. She got candles. She shaved above the knee. She even got a new teddy. And Blanche says, Victoria's Secret. And Rose says, Toys R Us. (laughs) Which, oh gosh, I can, I can see. Okay. If we want to, if we want to go down that road of like, Rose is like, she, like she is dirty in the bedroom you know what I mean like do you think not Fernando of course but do you think like she gets teddies and she like props them up on like her like dresser to watch yeah (laughs) to watch she puts a little camera in there so she can remember the memories later on no she um I I mean I could see that I could very much see that yes I think I think Rose has a naughty side I mean the fact that later in this episode she's able to pick up a hot potato and throw it shows you just how kinky she is we need rice (laughs) she can can handle pain and she is open to any sort of moment and I actually think that is really awesome of Rose I think she's real kinky 
fun fact too, um, I was looking on the IMDb trivia for this episode and in the Golden Girls episode, Rose Fights Back from 1989, yeah. um, Rose actually learned that the other women shaved their legs above the knee and it's something Blanche does to feel sexy. So I mean, she took that advice back in the day and now she's using it. I will say as, you know, whenever I do Sadie Pines, I don't shave my legs at all because I just wear so many tights and everything, but I do shave my arms and it is the most annoying thing. So I feel for Rose not wanting to shave above the knee. I don't like shaving my arms and stuff. Like it's not fun, but it, it creates the fantasy. Depending on, I'm just speaking for myself, I'm, everybody else out there, everybody has their own different bodies, stories, feelings. I like, well, there's a period of growth where it's real annoying, depending yes. on how thick your leg hair is. Yeah. Mine just happens to be like thicker where it will like spike through leggings. Yeah. And it's like really annoying. So there's this really annoying, but then when it gets too long, cause I'm like, I'm married at this point, we're still in a pandemic. I'm not going to work right now. Like I'm just, <laughs> just yeah. going to be me. Yeah. And yeah, there's like a point where, um, yeah, it's like really annoying. We have to decide, am I going to shave it or am I going to muscle through and just let it grow? Just let it grow. Who cares? I mean, let it grow. I always thought, I, think, I sometimes think about getting the laser hair removal, but it, it doesn't last as long. And I'd rather just save that money for like Juvederm and Botox and like fillers and stuff. So, which is what my face is currently filled with. <laughs> We are 30 seconds into this episode and we're already off the rails. So there is, so like we said, so much dirty talk so at much. the top of this episode. Um, and there's a clip that I think we should play where um, Rose is, you know, excited to see Miles, but, you know, he keeps canceling and things haven't been going the way she's been hoping lately. It's been a while um, since they've been. It played cards. Yeah. So Roland comes over and then her and Blanche have like a little secretive conversation. And I think we should play that clip because it's really funny. Hit it. Well, it's not just tonight. I mean, we've owned this hotel for weeks and Miles still hasn't seen it. Not to mention the fact that he's been very inattentive to some of my other needs. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's been a long time since we... since we played cards. <laughs> Really? How long has it been since you played cards? Almost three months. If I don't get my deck shuffled soon... I... Are you guys talking about sex again? No! We're talking about cards, playing cards. Haven't oh. you ever played cards before? Oh, I only really like to play solitaire. I mean, this just the mental image of Roland playing solitaire will last me for five days. I, as soon as I heard that joke, I was like, oh, it's Don Cheadle's Cheadle. H. Allen is yep, chuckling right now at their the first, apartment. You know I, mean? yeah. I don't even take notes. And I wrote down that moment of Don Cheadle playing solitaire. I would watch it. It would be, it would be programming. It would be an OnlyFans that I'd pay for. It's yes, it's it would it's special. It's, yeah, it's special. And then and to the, the, see the two women. So at the end of that clip, yeah. uh, Rose and Blanche like kind of giggle to each other when he talks about playing solitaire, which is just like the cutest thing. Because here are these two women. They're well into their 60s. I think Betty White probably was 70 at that point. And they 
they're just like little girls giggling over the idea of like sex and stuff, which is like so adorable and cute. It's cute. It's cute that Blanche also giggled because like yeah. Rosie could certainly see it. But the fact that Blanche giggled too is amazing. So good. Um, and then we sort of start our B story a little bit where like Oliver needs money, which like I'm, I've started to, I know I said I was going to watch as we recorded each of these. I've, I've watched, uh, I've gone ahead. I've watched a couple. Um, I, I needed to, I had a night last night. I just, I needed to. So I, I watched a couple and like Oliver needing money is like kind of a, like think those are his stories. Like I need yeah. money. And then Sophia's like, let's make money. Let's do a scheme together. Him out eventually they phase. They, yeah, they do. Yeah. He's, he's, um, he's eventually, I, I mean, who knows the, the backstory of why the character was written out or if it was something with the, you know, the actor wanted to leave or had to leave, whatever. We're not sure. But, but yeah, he was, he's, he's only at a limited amount. I do find incredibly charming um i think actor. it's he's such an amazing actor yeah um and i think it's i think it's fun to have a kid character because anytime on the golden girls that there was a child in the storyline it was always it always enhanced the women's comedy well um, but i think the difference with with this kid and the, the on the golden girls is that the kids on the golden girls were essentially written like adults. They were, the, and, and the girls' reactions to them were very adult. You know, you think of with Jenny Lewis, with Fernando, it was very, it wasn't a child. They weren't trying to rationalize with a child. They were having a, a, a ransom situation with an adult and they were discussing terms and money and all of these things. You think of the shoplifting episode with the two girls, like they, were essentially adults that, I mean, even though it was children, it, it was still, even with the, when they were babysitting and they had the kid who was fucking up the Play-Doh and stuff, like Rose got back at the kid in a way that she would get back at an adult fucking up. And so it's sort of like, I think in this, they treated him like a child. Oh, I disagree. I, I think- I think he was in a, he knows what child labor laws are. I think yeah. they've actually carried, well, he does, but they're not responding to him that way. Oh, that's and, I mean. and that's yes. And I think that's where like the humor comes from is that they always assume that he's a kid and he's like, no, I'm actually like, I, I know stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is really fun. Um, so anyway, like he needs some money. So they talk about maybe he like get, you know, has his own little business, does something or whatever. Yeah. And Rose mentions that like she went into business once, like her and her sister had a kissing booth the and they made Saint tons of money. In the episode? Or in the series, in the Golden Palace so um, far. I think it is. Oh, maybe. It might be. It's, I'm it's not a very sure short one. Well. But it's so great. She says that her and her sister had a kissing booth. They made tons of money. And Roland goes, the two of you would spend all day kissing strangers? And Rose goes, no, each other. My mind blew. And they go, it was so like, oh my God. And then they go, um, who are your customers? And she goes, mostly old men in raincoats. My mind, <gasps> my mind went insanely exploded. It was, I, this, what? what Rose? Was, like what? the innocence of just like, no, we just kissed each other. It was like dirty Rose. I am thinking like, I was literally thinking like French kissing. I'm sure it's probably like pecs. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But it, it's it still the mental picture. No, I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I don't even, have we met one of her sisters? I don't even know. No, I can't. I can't even think of it. It's, it was pretty incredible. It was um, we did meet. Blanche would talk about. It's something we, that Blanche would do. We did meet one of her sisters. Remember, she like befriended all of the other women. Oh, that's right. Yes. And then yeah. she slept yes. with Stan. Yeah. Did she yeah, sleep she with Stan, or was that yeah, Dorothy? During the hurricane. No, was that during the hurricane? She slept with Stan, 
or she just slept with Stan. She's, it might've been during the hurricane. Oh gosh. Yeah. Everyone, please forgive us. We, there are it's a lot of golden girls episodes. We watch them and, and just like you guys probably do, they all kind of blend together because yeah. you don't, the way we watch them now, you watch them in sort of one long run. You don't watch them episode by episode. So then, um, Roland brings over the guest registry to Blanche dating back to 1985. Do we know why Blanche wanted this? Um, well, so you had started a new job in 1985 called the Golden Girls. And <laughs> no, why? Like, he's like, here you go, Blanche. Here's the guest registry that you wanted dating back to 1985. Yeah. But like, why did she want it? Because she just I mean, takes it and starts flipping through it. And she's like, oh my gosh. She probably, I wonder if they do this in hotels. Maybe if anyone's ever worked in the, you know, service industry and hotels and stuff. But like, you know, you have loyalty programs a lot of times in hotels and different things. And if someone stays at your hotel a lot, you get shipped like offers for like discounts on stays and vacation packages and all these things. So I wonder if maybe she was doing that. She was going to go through and see people who had stayed a long time and then send them, which is very smart business strategy, Agreed. send them offers to be like, hey, come, you'll get a free night or something. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she noticed that Miles Weber is on the registry and like there's Miles Weber. There's Miles Weber. And and Roland's like, oh yeah, Miles Weber. Like he's one of our best customers. And Blanche is like, he lives in Miami. There, why, why else would he get a hotel room in Miami? He's clearly cheating. I have to tell Rose. And Roland's like, you might just be jumping to conclusions, like, don't get involved. Yeah. Now two things. One, I, I totally get where Blanche is coming from. I would be concerned about my friend, but two, Blanche knows Miles. We know Miles. If we know anything about Miles, it's that the man is cheap. He does not. He lives in Miami. There's no way he would spend money on a hotel room. If he room. stayed at any hotel, it would be the one from the ladies of the evening because it was a cheap hotel that he could rent by the hour. And if he was going to cheat on Rose, he would just bring a woman back to her place or maybe yeah. ask to go to her place. There is no way he would yeah. spend money no. on a hotel room. But that I'm should gonna, have been the first thing that tipped Blanche off to like, maybe this isn't. I'm going to allow this of. story flaw to, to, you know, um, let it go because it, I like that this episode proves how much of a dick Miles is. Yes. No, it's fine. It's fine. You know me. This is just, these are the things yes. that I do. I get it. Um, I get it. So then, um, so then Blanche goes into the kitchen. She's distraught. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. She goes into the kitchen where Sophia and Chewie are cooking. Now she's pouring coffee. Did you notice it's the same mug with the yeah. leaves from Richmond street? Yeah. I like to think that she brought the mugs with her. I mean, I clearly it was just like, they, they recycled a lot of props and everything, but I like to think that Blanche was like, you know what? I'm going to make it feel like home here oh, in the back oh. in the kitchen. I'm bringing the mugs. I also think, you know, because the Golden Girls was in heavy syndication at that point. So like the obsession on it, the stuff, the wicker, you know, everything like it was uh, the people were obsessing over the things on the show at that point because it was being aired twice a night, uh, like a rerun on Lifetime or something. And so I think it was a smart decision on their part to have some of those props. I think it was intentional because of the reruns happening elsewhere. There was this thorough line that you could see these things in both the reruns and the current episodes. Yeah, it's fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, so Blanche is like, she needs advice, but she wants it from Dorothy because yeah. Dorothy's the best. She always knows what to say. And Sophia so goes, sweet. 
Hey, I know what to say to you, Agent Drag Queen. It's made me laugh so hard. It's Sophia's funniest line in the episode. It was like, well, no, it isn't. Actually, because like in the same scene, she also responds with, or maybe later, I forget. She's like, why can't I feel guilt? And I was like. Oh, it was so good. It was later. It's at the end of the episode. So good. She also starts to get into one of her classic Sicily stories where she's like, look, I will give you advice. Because she's like, you know, I don't know what to do. I think this is our first Sophia story too. Mm -hmm. And it gets cut off. She goes, picture it, Brooklyn, 1957. But Blanche just wants Sophia to get to the point. And then she's like, okay, fine. And that's why I stopped making polio vaccine from scratch. And Blanche <laughs> goes, I don't understand. And Sophia goes, not my problem, miss, get to the point. <laughs> oh. It's also like, what do you think was in her polio vaccine? Probably a lot of alcohol. I yeah. Oh my gosh. Alcohol, like marinara sauce, um, yeah. clams. Mm. I always love it when this is the same thing with roses. That's what the crow said. We're like, <laughs> We own, we don't, there's a huge gap. We have A and Z and yeah. like B through Y are left out. And it's so then so we just, you get to the most random lines. I love, that's what we need a button for. Can you make a button with that's what the crow said? I'll see if, yeah, I'll see if I can get that. I, I want to make sure it's clean. It has to be clean. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a button. I feel so left out of the button game. I'll make a button. You just tell me when. Okay. Um, So anyway, so then Chewie has advice for her. He's like, look, his wife cheated on him once. Um, His wife cheated on him and now his ex-wife. And so he thinks that she should tell Rose because he doesn't want Rose to find out the way that he found out that his wife cheated on him, which was through graffiti. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really kind of a funny setup. Like, was he just like driving and he just like went under a bridge? I mean... (laughs) <laughs> there's another there's a similar setup in um on Roseanne in the early episodes where I forget her name but she was like the redhead friend that they had like a family friend that she worked with and her husband <laughs> oh yeah I remember her. do you remember her and mm-hmm. crystal her, crystal yes and her husband <laughs> died in a construction accident and <laughs> why are you laughing because it's so funny was buried in the bridge so <laughs> So every time she would travel to work, she'd avoid the bridge because <laughs> he's still in it because of the cement. It's so funny to me. But um, like that to just me- sounds like a really tragic sad story. <laughs> she can't have a proper burial for but her. But it reminds me of Chewy. Chewy seeing the graffiti and being like, oh, so now every time he passes that wall of graffiti, he's going to remember that's where he learned that his wife left him. Similar to Crystal with her dead husband buried in the cement of the bridge. Watch that, guys. It's really funny. Early Roseanne. I whew, laughed so hard. But it's not supposed to be funny even in the episode. In the episode, it's like a serious moment, and I was dying of laughter. Why can't I feel guilt? <laughs> I'm serious. That was me that time. <laughs> um, so wait, quick question, though. What what would you do? Like, what advice would you give Blanche? Would you tell her to tell Rose, or would you tell her to stay out of it? Oh, completely tell Rose, because at this point, we know the history of Miles. Miles has a sordid history of false identity, of lying to Rose about certain things, of of getting the girls in a standoff situation with a man with a gun. Like, Miles is not actually a great dude. And Sophia and Blanche get that. They, 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 they get it now. They know that that's true. And so I think she has nothing to lose at this point. And also... 
Miles hasn't been around. So like, it is an opportune time to be like, Rose, the writing is on the wall or in Chewie's case on literally the wall. Like you get a hint, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would 100% tell her. Um, So then uh, there's a really cute scene um, with Oliver and uh, Sophia where he's in the lobby charging a lobby tax to return lost and found items. And Sophia comes up to him and she sees what he's doing and she goes, how can you look me in the eyes? And he goes, I didn't do anything wrong. She goes, I mean, you're just a kid. How come you're as tall as I am? (laughs) And then she makes him give her five bucks not to squeal. Uh, And then as she's leaving, uh, Rose goes, Penny for your thoughts, Sophia. And Sophia goes, you're stupid. And that's on the house. (laughs) Oh, she just like her flyby jokes are amazing. So good. Um, good. I take it back. Rose's beast or uh, Sophia's beast story. The jokes are good. It's just the story wasn't good. But the jokes yeah, the story was like, eh, it was like it was very small. But I was fine because the the Blanche Rose Miles, uh, Miles and good. Roland and Chewie being involved, it was so meaty. I was okay with it. Yeah. Um, so Blanche decides right there um, in the lobby she's going to break the news to Rose. Um, she tells her, you know, she's like Roland's been seeing him every Wednesday, and then Rose goes. Wednesday is the night that Miles plays poker and Blanche goes apparently so like right yeah right well no not even a callback but he's playing poke her yeah I mean it's actually too because it is playing cards yes they're euphemism what they use yes 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 so it's like two jokes in one it's Mark Sotkin if you wrote that bravo Oh, whoever wrote it. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So now like Blanche gets in her head because, you know, Miles, she's, she's, she's adding everything up. Miles been, has been canceling dates lately for meetings. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't come by to see the hotel yet. They haven't played cards for a while. Yeah. Um, and oh God. And then Blanche has this amazing line. She goes, trust me, honey. I know when a man's been cheating. I can sense it. When I get this tense, tight feeling in my loins, it speaks to me. It says adultery. <laughs> and then Rose says, and I thought Senor Wences was talented. I had to look up Senor Wences. Yeah. He was a Spanish ventriloquist and comedian who would appear on Ed Sullivan. So oh. now I'm picturing Blanche doing a ventriloquist act with her nether regions. Wow. I, this this joke also has a callback later on in the episode, which I loved. It was a it very does. Good callback. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so then Miles shows up and wrote like Rose. She's like, she's having a hard time believing this. She's really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think she's in the right to do. I mean, you, you of course have to ask him about this, but at the same time, you also want to give the person you love the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And she says something like, you know, where were you? And he's like, oh, well, I stopped to get a bite or something. And she's like, what did you have to eat? And he's like, a tuna fish sandwich. And she slaps him in the face. He's like, okay, a cheeseburger. I just didn't want you to yell at me because of the cholesterol. Yeah. And she's like, was the sex better with her? And and she's like, I know you've been coming to this hotel. And he's like, I've never been to this hotel. I mean, and then Rose, the, her, oh. Rose yelling was the sex better with her actually felt very jarring for me because it did not seem like something Rose would yell. She's definitely making a scene. Yeah. And like, rightfully so. Like, she's very upset. She's getting, again, Blanche's in her head. Mm-hmm. And Rose yells, you never loved me. And she storms off. 
And now there are a bunch of people standing in the lobby watching all of this. So Roland just quickly like grabs Blanche and Miles' hands and he says, let's have a round of applause for the Golden Palace players uh, for their production of uh, Come Back Little Sheba. And everybody in the lobby claps and they all like take a bow. And it does become a really funny runner with the Golden Palace players. They keep like performing. I do have Um, to say, if you get an opportunity to ever see Come Back Little Sheba live on stage, go see it because it is one of the best plays of the 20th century. It is so, so good. There's a film version of it that's also good. And the lead actress won the best actress Oscar for it. I'm blanking on her name right now. Shirley something, I think. But Shirley Winters, Shirley MacLaine. Oh, not Shirley Winters. No, no. Oh, Shelley Winters. Excuse someone me. you wouldn't you wouldn't know because she was she was big. She was very famous, but like very famous later in life. And and she only had like a 20 year run and then she you know, unfortunately died early. But uh, a great, 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 great. And she actually probably worked with Betty White because she did this show called Mabel. It was like about a maid in the fifties. And I think Betty White and her like had, they were on the same network or something. Like it was, I see a lot of ads with them together. Oh yeah. Really interesting. Come back little Sheba. I'm gonna look up that actress's name. You talk and I'll find Okay. Out. I'll talk. Um, so Miles storms out and um, he's, he is pissed at Blanche um, and Roland turns to, and, you know, and Blanche has this really long speech in front of Roland where, you know, she's like, I knew it. It was written all over his face. That Miles Weber is guiltier than it, whatever. And yeah. Roland's like, Hey, that's not the Miles Weber that comes to this hotel. And all Blanche can say is just a little cute. Oops. And then that's the act break. And I'm like, Oh, I would have had a bigger reaction. So just before anyone starts, cause I know if I was listening and I heard it, I would probably be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, the show was called Hazel, not Mabel, excuse me. And her, the actress's name is Shirley Booth. And oh, she, Shirley Booth. Yeah. She was a great actress. She, you know, got big in the fifties and sixties, kind of the fifties and sixties, Kathy Bates, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My favorite. Yes. We all love Kathy Bates. I love it. Is, no, do we get, I forget if we're at this point. No, no, we are. We are. We are. So like Rose is basically at a point where she's, she's just, she stormed off and Miles is sort of an unknown and they have to have this like head to head when we come back. So when we do come back, um, Rose is, she's in the kitchen being comforted by Chewy yeah. um, who tells her that That's she should go scene. out. Yeah, very funny scene. Every scene, I'm telling you, this epi- they hit it out of the park with this episode. Yeah. Um, he tells her that she should go out and find another boyfriend. And he's like trying to like fix a stand mixer or something. And Rose is like, oh, if I could lay my hands on some virile masculine hunk, I'd do it. And she starts like seductively stroking his arm. It is so funny because he's not strapping at all. I don't know. I think Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin in the early 90s with a stash, he's cute. Honestly, like there is something I'd go for him. hot about a Cheech Marin. I would let, Mm -hmm. yes, I would let him. I would let him. I would. I interviewed Cheech and Chong for IMDb a couple years ago um, because there was like a museum that had like a whole section dedicated to, I think it was like, I forget what reunion for Up and Smoke. Um, But anyway, they were so, he was so nice and it was so, um, I didn't have a lot of time with them, but um, it was so hard for me to not want to ask a million questions about the Golden Palace. Well, maybe we can get him on this, you guys, tag him on Twitter and Instagram. Tell him about us. Maybe he'll do it. High in the sky. High in the sky dreams to get Cheech Marin and to get Don Cheadle's Cheadle. God, Don Cheadle will not be on this podcast primarily because I've talked so much about his Cheadle. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, again, we're, 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 I'd, okay like to, I'd like to, I'd like to dream big. I'd like to dream I'm big. Okay it's okay. It's that. all fine. I, I would rather live in a world where I can openly talk about Don Cheadle's mm-hmm. Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so she starts che- stroking Chewie's arm seductively and he goes, I've worn women's clothing to like, try to throw her off. Like jokes on you, dude, that's a big turn on. Um, and then Rose is like, yes, Rose is like, but miles, miles wouldn't be threatened by just anybody. It would have to be somebody dark and mysterious someone dangerous and yeah. forbidden. And then Walk Roland, of in. course, walks right in and she goes, Roland, and what are you doing it. tonight? And Chewie's like, cause Rose is looking for a man to sleep with. And he's like, I'm staying at home, painting my toenails. Again, joke's on you, dude. That's Which, a huge I mean, turn on. I will say as a queer person, this is sort of like, even though Golden Girls was always very good with queer storylines and very open, there are some jokes that don't date themselves. And part mm-hmm. of that is sort of the, thinly veiled homophobic sort of like oh let's let's emasculate someone in order to be the butt of the joke so that if a Mm. feminine guy is painting their nails oh then that means they can't be masculine or whatever it's just it's it's not the best setup for a joke it does not hold up it it is still made today on sitcoms you see it on sitcoms to this day and I get it I get where they're coming from and I think every joke is valid and can be said and everything that said I'm also like Hey, feminine guys can also be very masculine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's, yeah. you don't need to have that sort of trope out there. That's all I'm going to say about that. And we can move. Yeah, I agree with you. The the jokes, I feel like jokes like that were made. I mean, they used to do it on Friends all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guys would give like a hug that lingered a little too long and they would look at each other like, what? No, no, football, yeah. football. And it would and be with like, women no, too. I mean, it would be with the whole lesbian storyline with with Ross's ex-wife and, and her mm-hmm. wife. And it it was, yeah, there was a constant sort of like, and it happened, it's, it does still happen to this day. I mean, I see things on shows randomly now where it's just sort of like, maybe being gay doesn't or being queer doesn't necessarily need to be the butt of a joke or even like, Mm -hmm. you know, make a joke about it. Like, I don't know. It just, it seems old to me. It seems like a fart joke at this point. Yeah. 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 It's like easy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so then, so Roland comes in and he, he, he's the one who ends up breaking the news to Rose about the Miles Weber mix up. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, 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 that's not the same Miles. And he can't believe that Blanche didn't tell her because they've known now for two hours and Blanche has not said a thing to Rose and then Rose and I love it when Rose gets angry I love it when Rose gets competitive we're going to see it a lot in this series and Rose on her way out she goes if you'll excuse me I have to go kick some gravy sucking gopher eating cousin humping southern butt from here to Chattanooga (laughs) and then she's all fired up this is what she storms out of the kitchen into the dining room and a customer's like excuse me I didn't order a baked potato I ordered rice she grabs the baked potato, kicks open the kitchen door, hurls the potato into the kitchen yeah. and goes, we need rice. <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything. It was yeah. just like so funny, this moment. Like it wasn't a runner with this customer. There wasn't a runner. It's random. With like the, it was so perfect. And it was just like her energy was there. And then just the way she throws the potato, it's so, so amazing. Good. So, good. so now- so now she confronts Blanche in the kitchen in front of a bunch of people. And she's like, how many more lies, Blanche? And now Blanche is mad that Roland told Rose, Rose about Miles instead of letting her doing it. But like, again, it's been two hours. Yeah. Um, and Blanche is like, tells Rose, like, look, I wanted to tell you, but I was scared that you would get mad at me. And Rose calls her out on being more concerned about herself 
than Rose's relationship with yeah. Miles, which it's like, true. It's, it's, it's true. It's it, like, but it does track with Blanche. It tracks with Blanche. Like Blanche does think about herself a lot. And, and right, so Rose's, she's amazing. Yeah. And Rose is rightfully upset. So Rose loudly announces that their friendship is over. She yeah. storms off. And then there's a beat. Has... Oh, go ahead. There's a beat. And then everybody in the kitchen claps. So Roland yeah. and Blanche take a bow. But Another these... amazing performance by the Golden Palace players. Is that, what, what, is that the little Abner one? I forget. No, no. That's, uh, oh yeah, maybe. He says like, uh, he come, come back next week when we do a little Abner. That might be yeah. that moment. Yeah. Um, but I will say in that exchange, I forget the exact what they said to each other, but there is a moment where um, Rose says, you know, talking about uh, Don Cheadle, Roland, and being like, I don't know what he likes, you know, and she even hints at him maybe being gay. Like there's a, and, but it was a respectful way in which she did it, which I thought was really great, where it wasn't the butt of a joke. Maybe it was intended to be a joke in that point where she like hinted that he might like guys, but it, it came off as just sort of like, Maybe I don't know, but what does that matter? Like it was sort right. of like a, and I I'd like that that is in the same episode as like you know also the whole emasculating jokes too that aren't so great. So it's like a nice balance. Yeah, and not to tip it, but like there again, I have watched ahead a couple episodes, and I'm just gonna say I'm I won't spoil too much, but there is an episode where the women are all trying to fix Roland up, and Sophia brings in a guy. Yeah, which I <laughs> love. She's like, I love that they're looking out for me and the hopes and dreams that I mm -hmm. have with Don Chico. Yep. Oh. Um, so then again, in this very tiny B story to like kind of wrap it up a little bit, um, Chewie in the kitchen is trying to teach Oliver right from wrong. Cause like, I guess that's what you gotta do. Cause like, we gotta be responsible and like, make sure that this kid isn't, you know, cause he's, he's like kind of scamming people. Yeah. Um, and uh so, you know, he's like, oh, you know, uh, Sophia said she wasn't going to say anything. I gave her five bucks and Sophia, um, she's like, I, I put the $5 back up in your room. And so he's like, oh, great. So Oliver like runs upstairs to get it. And then she pulls the $5 out of her pocket. And she goes, why don't I feel guilt? That was the line that you were, <laughs> you were so, so excited. About. Fun because I relate to it so much. I have this a group of friends. I mean, Michael, of course, and uh, some some other like drag queens friends and we we do like to shit on things and we like to you know hate on things and just but in a you know a friendly way in like mm -hmm. a way that we talk with each other and it's only amongst us and it's sort of a nice sort of like we call ourselves haters and it's sort of I when she said that I was like I, I relate to that I relate yeah. to that in a lot of ways it's fun yeah it's, sometimes it's very cathartic to do that so um, then we get a the Rose kind of talking to Miles, kind oh. of their big scene where um, this is like when uh, the, the the person confronts the killer. Yeah, sure. Um, she's like, you know, she feels so dumb, and this could have been a really straightforward scene where she just apologizes. We get the truth out, whatever. But yeah. the writers crafted this really great bit. It was so funny where she goes. Miles, I, you know, I, and I thought you were cheating on me. I even had a plan to get back at you. And yeah. he's like, what were you going to do, Rose? You know, ring my doorbell, run away, call me on the phone and hang up. Cause that's so Rose, right? Yeah. yeah so and Rose. so dead seriously. She goes, I hired a next green beret to tamper with your brakes. <laughs> and then at the last minute, she decided not to. Oh God. I, I, and he's <laughs> like, wait at the last. And it, it's so, so perfect. It's, it's so amazing. So and I, I love this shade on Rose, like just her being like, 
this like she has i'm so sorry you can hear my baby crying she's going down for a nap um she was she's so upset that she that she's not here for the recording of course um uh i love the shade on her like we've seen it when she gets like really competitive or she gets like she can be like she can be evil she can be evil and it's so amazing side to her which i love yeah um and then you know miles it, yeah, because she does she's, come forth with. Yeah, she's like, it's so silly. Like, of course you wouldn't be cheating on me. That would be the silliest thing ever, right? Right. Yeah. And then he's like, it kind of breaks down, and he admits that six months ago, Miles met a waitress. Yeah. Um, he his didn't husband do it in just a died. Way he didn't falling, even seem upset. Uh, like, like I mean, if I was him, I would, and I, I'm obviously with someone that I care about very, very much. I would be upset that I did this, and I'm potentially hurting them. Yeah, he he definitely he's almost like confiding in Rose. Not it, he again. He's like he's making it about himself. He's Fuck like Miles. Like what he says to her, he's like, you know, I, I maybe I thought maybe we could talk about it and work something out. You know, I just I can't afford to make the wrong choice. No, fuck him. And there is a great line um, that Rose has. Again, this could have been a very serious scene with no jokes, but um, when he says that at my age, I can't afford to make the wrong choice. Rose goes, "Choice? This isn't the Pepsi Challenge, Miles." Which I mean, get, definitely got a laugh. But I had to look up what the Pepsi Challenge was because I didn't. I mean. I come from a Coke family, so I had no idea what the Pepsi challenge was. Did you? I recognize the Pepsi challenge. I like remembered hearing about it a long time ago, but I Googled it to double check. Um, but yeah, it was like public places, malls, supermarkets and stuff. Pepsi, they did blind taste tests with yeah. people. And I'm pretty sure they filmed them and would like play them in they places. Them in commercials and, stuff. and they would have a, a two cups, nondescript. One would have Pepsi, one would have Coke. And you'd be like, oh, which one do you like more? And people would taste him not knowing which one was which and they'd be like oh i like this one more and more people chose pepsi which i bet you i would choose coke i would choose coke i've always liked pepsi more than coke (gasps) no yeah wow i choose movie theaters based on coke freestyle machines wow like i am and and i coke is more you know predominant I feel like I see more Coke machines at at Disneyland where, you know, I am a frequent visitor. It's Coke everywhere. So I'm, I'm a Coke person, you know, it's just, it's a part Mm. of my identity. It's more a part of Michael's identity. He hates that. I drink like Coke zero and stuff. Um, Whereas Michael, because it's not like straight up Coke. Michael can go through so much Coke. Now I will admit my favorite soda is Dr. Pepper. I enjoy Dr. Pepper. My second favorite is root beer. And then mm. it goes into the Coke territory. What about cream soda? I feel like oh, if you I like- I love a cream. Yeah. You should try the new Dr. Pepper Cream Zero, which is what I get. It is so good. It is so refreshing. It is like a weekly little delight that I have. And I'm like, I'm gonna have this. Cause I don't, I don't drink a lot of soda. So I try to save it for moments, you know, like the movies or Disney or whatever. Yeah. Oh, cream okay. soda. I love a cream soda. All right. Well, I'm so, I just want, I want a tall glass with ice of a soda with a straw right now. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah. A, I mean, so Miles sucks. Miles sucks on every fucking, if this was a Maury episode, the audience would be booing. It would be I just, booing. I can't Miles. believe he said to her, like, I figured we could talk and work something out. Like work what out? Like have what Rose like work out? stay around and wait to see if she likes you or she likes him. Like now I know, I know that Miles, Miles was patient with her when she thought that maybe she was in love with, um, oh, that guy. 
Which one? It, it wasn't the oh, cheese the guy man. From home, the guy from home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Buzz. Yeah, Buzz. Yes. When, yeah, he, you know, he was patient with her then. That was an like, episode. Fine. You're talking, but, Miles is talking about he's not sure after how many years has Miles been around? Like, also, Rose was transparent with him and she wasn't, she wasn't like cheating on him anything. with Buzz. Yeah. She was, she was at the beginning stages of a flowering, opening emotional relationship <laughs> that's where she was yeah. um but she, rose doesn't have that kind of time to waste like she's not no. going to do that so also, um, why should she it blows me away that he thinks that he's still not sure i R rose said it perfectly that she was just sort of like how are you not sure after yeah. all these years after the amount of years that we have left after everything like mm -hmm. she's sure and she's shocked rightfully so that he's not sure. Yeah. Like that's a that's, big, that's, that's, that's like the second blow. Yeah. It's like, it's not even like, oh, I cheated on you. It's like, I cheated on you and I don't know who I want to pick. Yeah. Ooh. And it's, it's typical male behavior, gay and straight, I will say, who, that there's always something sort of like better. I find men in general sometimes, and I'm, this is obviously I'm generalizing, but like men have a tendency to kind of, have trouble just being content and committing to something or having an open dialogue with their partners. It's just, oh, I hate it. I hate it all. I hate Miles. Miles is so indicative of everything I hate about men. Yeah, it was, I, yeah, I'm just like, it's making my skin crawl thinking about it. Um, and that's not even his real name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Nick. Um, so then there's a really great callback where um, Rose is like, you know, Miles, how come you decided to tell me? And he, and he doesn't say like, well, it was, you know, weighing on my conscience. I had to, he doesn't because yeah. he's a piece of shit. He goes, well, even though she didn't get her facts straight, Blanche was right about me. And Rose goes, her loins can talk, you know? I mean, like, as if that was like a genuine, like, that's how she knew. Oh, it was so great. Um, so then. But the way uh, he, I will say even, oh, this is more Miles hate, I know, but even the way he, this is after he did something horrible to her, which he clearly doesn't recognize or empathize or feel. And instead of, you know, leaving or whatever in that scene, he like kind of in a weird way kind of ridicules her response, even though it is a weird response. Her loins can talk, you know, it's still like you're fucking her over, dude. You have to accept even her weird responses and be yeah. sweet about it. That yeah. is your role now. You can't mm -hmm. belittle her and be like, that was dumb. Like yeah. the, the, the tone of his voice, mm -mm. I did mm -mm. not like. Mm -mm. I want him gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then he leaves and then um, uh, Rose goes out into the lobby and like, she's so upset yeah. and Blanche just wraps Actually her in the upset. biggest hug. Like, let's not TV cry. It is like real cry. Yeah, it's it, she's really upset. But then her and her and Blanche have the funniest, cutest exchange, which I think we should play this clip. Yeah. Oh, oh, Rose, honey, Roland told me about Miles. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry for all the things I said to you. It turns out you were right. Wish I hadn't been. He's gone, Blanche. Miles is gone. Oh God, what am I supposed to do now? Well, you. You could try doing what I always do when a relationship ends. Blanche, I'm not going to get naked and call the fire department. <laughs> They're public servants. You pay your taxes. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's, of course, the uh, earlier when I was referencing the Sex in the City bit about Samantha, like, the whole get naked and call the fire department, and that, that Blanche They're public like, servants, you public, pay your taxes. The idea that Blanche oh. would think the term of a public servant would apply to her sexual needs is so perfect. I mean, it would probably get her arrested, but so perfect. Yeah, it was, oh, it was so good, and I hate to see Rose so upset because she did think that Miles was the one, but, like, I'm I'm just glad they've had this break. Like yeah. Miles is gone. Yeah. He's also, gone. I mean, I, I think it'll get to a point where Rose can realize that what she's probably always realized all along that her, you know, it's like it's again back to Sex in the City. It's that that great line about Charlotte when she's like, you know, what if we just have each other? Which is like kind of nice that mm -hmm. the men come and go and the sex comes and goes and like the things and the sexual needs you can fill fulfill in different ways but like why does a relationship have to be the typical sexual relationship when like sometimes the best stable most loving relationship you have in your life are the people that are your family and friends and the mm -hmm. people that you create in your life this whole idea of it's just so heteronormative and I don't like it. I like that Rose maybe is getting to a point where she's realizing Blanche and Sophia and Dorothy are the best relationship of her life and embrace that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's beautiful. That was the episode. Yeah. That was the episode. Well, that no, was the episode. no, because there is a button on this episode. Again, I often don't like buttons on episodes. I find them to be sometimes a little weird and like they just out of place. The Golden Palace they get the button correct. In this one, it is it is um, Roland and Sophia on the couch having a conversation of just, you, you think it's just them and Roland's being sort of like pushy with Sophia. And then Blanche comes over and is like, what's going on? What's happening? And, and so uh, Rose is like, I don't know, but I think it's a scene from Driving Miss Daisy, which is just <laughs> like, it made me laugh so hard i That's love right. driving miss daisy if you haven't seen driving miss daisy you really should see driving miss daisy again another amazing play that was made into a film but that was such a funny button that was such a funny bit because it was so again emblematic of the moment too driving miss daisy had came out in 1989 but jessica tandy was very much sort of the actress of the moment she was the estelle getty of like film in that moment she was in a so many different things so fried green tomatoes like she was mm -hmm. huge doing so many big things and uh, it was a, such a funny button. I loved it so much. It was great. It was it yeah. was so, so funny. I loved it. Um, should we take a quick break and come back Let's with golden take takeaways? Yes. Come back with that golden takeaway, baby. We'll be right back. Oh, we are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration from this episode that you can apply to your life or that we can apply to the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your golden takeaway from this episode? Oh, I think my golden takeaway from this episode is like, know your worth. And that's what Rose did in this episode. She knew her worth and she wasn't going to put up with Miles' shit. So yeah. know your worth. Yeah. That's it. I, my golden takeaway, again, I don't want it to be about Don Cheadle's Cheadle, um, but there are so many Roland sex moments in this episode that like my brain is kind of overwhelmed thinking about Don Cheadle in those flowy pants um, with, I'm still looking for the VPL. There's, uh, people have said about the, 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 the visible penis line that happens with Roland in the Golden Palace. 
I haven't seen it yet. Please, guys, keep a lookout for it. I'm looking out for it. But if you see it, like message me. Let's have let's have a dialogue about that. My golden takeaway from this episode is I felt very seen when Sophia called Blanche an aging drag queen. And it kind of triggered emotions in me that I don't want to necessarily process at this moment. So my golden takeaway is I'm fearful. Call me pretty. You're beautiful. You're stunning. You. You're pretty. Thank You're gorgeous. You. Thank You're- you. And you can see me at the Golden Girls Convention. You see Sadie at the Golden Girls Convention being a beautiful aging drag queen. And yes. we're, we were planning looks last night about three days of looks. So there's going to be lots of Golden Girls reference looks. I will give a hint that one is going to be a very iconic Blanche. <gasps> and oh. another one is going to be a very iconic stuffed animal. I'm very excited. I'm not for both of those. Okay, all right. I have, I have, I have it in my mind. When we, when we stop recording, I'll ask you if I'm right. <laughs> um, guys, next week we will be watching episode four, one old lady to go, which is a fun one. And uh, so be sure you tune in next week for that one because we are on four of twenty-four, baby. Yeah. Oh God, this this twenty twenty-two is going to be so so great. And of course, as I said earlier. We want to hear from you. So please reply to the, the posts about these episodes. Drop into the comments, send us a DM, like have the con- but have the conversation out loud on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, et cetera, because the Golden Girls community likes to share and engage. So definitely go like and comment on all of our socials, which you can find us at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, where Adam and I official, and on Facebook, we are Golden Girls Pod. And also, Go follow Hoo-Ha-Ha. So many great things happening over at Hoo-Ha-Ha. They are our network. They are doing great things to help us reach all of you. And we are. there's so many great things coming up with Hoo-Ha-Ha. So go follow Hoo-Ha. Download the app. Listen to the uh, Adam Lil and I on the official Hoo-Ha-Ha app. And also, I am H. Allen Scott on everything and Sadie Pines on everything. Send her a DM. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. Oh, I love it. And of course... As always, remember, stay golden. Why am I doing Wayne's World? This is not actually Wayne. It came out the same year. That's what I'll say. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's what it is. I keep saying I'm serious. I need a button. 